Welcome to this episode of the Going Off Topic Podcast. We're two hosts who, uh, yeah, still apart, but we're together always uh, through the power of the internet. That's right. We're about as authentic as using water as a substitute for milk when dunking your Oreos. Ugh. <laughs> I'm Brandon. And I'm Chris. And we are Going Off Topic. Hey everybody, well, welcome back to this episode of Going Off Topic. It's been a, actually it's been a short time, so welcome back. And yeah, Chris, um, I'm close to spooky season, man. Uh, yeah, yeah it is. Uh, I what? also just want to comment that uh, there was a time in my life where I was that guy, where I was dunking into the water instead of milk. It was, it was hard times, uh, but Oreos needed to be soggy and enjoyed, so you got to do what you, you it was a survival situation, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, 2% milk was too expensive at the time. I just couldn't, couldn't make it. I couldn't make the ends meet. So basically I had to go with water dunks for a while and I'm not proud of it, but it got me through the winter. Well, you know, y- you have 2%. Joel's <laughs> just shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> Disappointment. That is the best way you can say it. Mm-hmm. It's, not it's just of all the things. <laughs> if you've ever seen Friday. The opening scene where you just like mm-hmm. put some water on that and it's just ah, uh, and it's like ah, uh, no, yeah. <laughs> it's just, just eat the dry Oreo. <laughs> you can drink the water after, just eat the dry Oreo. It, yeah, at, at that point, it's like why even bother? You know, it's like when you um, it's make a texture soup, thing for me. Like you use milk, you don't use water. Like you'd use it for emergencies, but like you just don't do it. Like I'm sorry. I'm Doesn't sure there's work. other circumstances where we could replace water with milk and it'd be totally fine. Washing your car with milk, right? <laughs> Taking a shower with milk. <laughs> I'm just imagining like a Hardee's commercial. <laughs> Spraying some milk. An old school Carl Jr.'s commercial. <laughs> Bunch of women spraying a car with milk. <laughs> her back over the hood of the car. And then there's just some new burger with with yeah. unnecessary things on it, like it's burgers, Skittles, a hot dog, yeah. chips. <laughs> I actually think they did have a burger with a hot dog and chips on it. <laughs> oh, man. Come to uh, Carl's Jr. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I, like, I don't want to go back to 2005. Or maybe I do. Hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe I do want to go back to 2005. It's a lot better than now. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, to uh, yes. So, so before I cut you off, you were talking about it's uh, we're heading into spooky season. Yes, yes. Oh, also, we have our guest uh, Jamel Watson with us, coming all the way from Arizona. By the way, how's it going, Jamel? Uh, it is going good. I'm trying to stay a little bit cool, stay hydrated, uh, wiping off the sweat. Feel like I'm yep. uh, just just trying to get through this season, and hopefully, to have a good time here with you guys. Uh, uh, thank you for inviting. me. Well, we're thrilled to have you, and I was actually going to ask you, so uh, I'm from Texas, so I, I certainly understand the southern heat, but uh, Arizona is a whole nother level. So I guess yeah. my question for you is, is uh, when is it going to be, uh, when do you expect uh, winter weather to finally arrive in Arizona? Are you thinking December, January, where are we, <laughs> where are we at? It's starting to creep in a little bit uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely by, by Christmas time, that's when things will get normal. But even when, in the winter, yep. there's still 80-degree days, and so it's just yep. 
it, it, it's better at night and it's better in the mornings for me because that way you open the windows, take me a stroll, it's cool. Yep. Get a little bit of that fall weather and then you come back home and sit under the AC because it'll get it'll get hot. Exactly. And that's that's it's it's so interesting uh, having like a Christmas in the south versus a Christmas in the north because yeah. you know, you have the snow as like the backdrop, but in the south it's like You'll see the lights on the houses, you'll see the trees, you'll see all the decorations you see up north, but there's, like, no snow at all. And it's just, yeah. like, greenish brown grass everywhere. I don't know how you feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is out here, too. It's just people will decorate the palm trees, yep. the lights and everything. They'll still have, like, they'll still be houses with full winter sets and the Santa Claus and everything. It's just, there's no snow and it's a little, it's a little weird and off-putting. It's, it takes a little bit to... To get used to. I've been out here for four years, and now I'm just I'm kind of used to it now. But yeah, right. It, it, you, it was a little weird the first couple of years that I was here. What do you like best about it? Uh, no snow. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> when it comes to the winter, undeniably, I prefer Arizona winters because there's no snow. There's no chance of me slipping and falling on some ice. Yeah, you don't have to clean it up. Don't have to look at the slush. And if you do want to get a little bit of that winter weather, I can always travel up to Flagstaff, enjoy it for a bit, and then come home. But no winter weather, that's the that's the best part about it. That's a yeah, good point. I, I mean, especially the driving. The driving is the only thing about yeah, winter weather mm-hmm. that I really don't like because it's like driving by itself is already dangerous. Well, let's add snow and ice to the mix and, you yeah, know, make this I'll, even more dangerous and treacherous. Yeah, I'll say like, you know, driving is definitely like the number one reason why I don't like winter. But I guess the second reason is probably like shoveling and snow plowing driveways. Like that was always <laughs> a pain in the butt. Like, you know, especially like, like oh, you don't have enough gas in your uh, um, snowblower. Oh, too bad. Guess you're gonna have to shovel the whole way. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I, especially if like it's icy and like there wasn't like a spot you didn't get last yesterday or something like that. And it, like iced over. So you have that like, you know, little ice spot you're trying to scrape off and you can't get it. And it's just like the wor- most annoying thing in the world. <laughs> and you got to make sure you get enough salt and everything. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I play enough online gaming uh, that I have a lot of salt in reserve. So I'm pretty good with that. I got a lot of yeah, salt I, that I can spread. Uh, so <laughs> You got a whole mind's worth, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Overwatch and Fall Guys lately. A lot of salt. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you were saying about spooky season. Uh, well, I guess I was. Um, but yeah, because like, you know, this will be our third, cause technically we're in our third season right now, but like, this will be our mm-hmm. third, like Halloween for going off topic. Yeah. And you know, uh, the first, uh, year we had that, uh, commentary for Hocus Pocus. The second year we had the, um, Halloween trivia game with, uh, Robin and Maddie. Yeah. But, uh, what, what, what what's going to be this year? This is going to be different. Cause like, you know, we don't want to tread the same ground, obviously. So like you know, what else is there to do with audio? Like that, that's just like the weirdest thing, you know? Yep. We're going to have to, uh, get creative. Uh, we're going to have to do going off topic live from an insane asylum that's been shut down and see if we can get some spirit Mm -hmm. guests on with us. We'll just set up a bunch (laughs) of microphones all over the place. And you know, it's already sort of like zoom anyway is, can you hear me? Is, is, are you there? I, I can't see you. Can you see me? You know, it's funny. Like, you guys could do the show at like a Target or a Walmart, and wait for the and then you got a horror movie going for your podcast. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny. I know you were joking, Chris, but I legitimately thought because we're doing this via Skype, and I was like, "Wait, 
can you hear me? I, I was about to say, like, yeah, I can hear you, but, like, <laughs> I didn't want to, <laughs> like, ruin the joke. <laughs> See, that's how we'll reach out to the spirits. Yeah, do we have a, a Ouija board that we can use or, like, maybe, uh, I don't know, my old notebook folder for uh, previous episodes or something? I'm, I, I I'm pretty know, sure it's the same thing. Yeah, uh, well, they're I, both cursed. On a related <laughs> note, uh, I have to say, uh, do not mess with Ouija boards. And I'm not saying that because I've used Ouija boards. I've heard enough horror stories to know you do not mess with those things. Everyone's like, oh, ha ha, it'll be fun. But then you got a demon with you the rest of your life. And then who's laughing now? The demon. But Chris, it'll be fun. You got a friendly demon. <laughs> I think the demon is friendly. I mean, he's Okay, well, so in that situation, that would be wonderful. Because then you have a great friend that you can, like, count on. And it's sort of this fun, like, sitcom thing where it's like, demon. Oh, you. <laughs> he's giving you, like, advice. Friday yeah. on TGIF. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just and one of those things where it's, Yeah, well, and you could go to them for advice. It's like, so, Demon, I kind of have two dates to the same prom, but I just don't know how to break it to them. I like them both, but I don't know how to do this. Make them into ghosts and you won't have a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, that's anyway. I think we need to come up with a pitch for, for Demon and the girl. On for for a Netflix spinoff. Well, Ooh. yeah, Netflix will take anything. So I mean, we're <laughs> <laughs> heck, we're going off topic. This is literally a Netflix original, guys. Like, yeah, you know. yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's like those Zoom reunions or whatever. Hasn't worked in ten years, and then you're just like, oh, hey, there's the guy from that thing. My and a girl. You you just hit the nail on the head for success in media today get somebody mm. nostalgic bring them out of retirement and plop them in front of the camera you're golden but it has to be 15 years plus because if it's 10 years it's not nostalgic there's always a, like a certain limit and um 20 years is like very profitable but 15 you can get a little bit on but you know you might want to wait out for that i'm just saying brandon we get joe pesci Things are going to be... Uh, it, we talk about It's it. going to be some golden times. The voice of the demon? Oh, I've watched that. <laughs> Hell yeah. I like that a lot. So you say you got two girls, you take it to the prom, and you can't know how to break it to them? Come on, And give one to me. <laughs> Who's going to be the mom on the show? I'm thinking it has to be somebody, like you said, a show that was on 15 years ago. So maybe... Exactly. Yeah. Maybe one of the girls from Set in Heaven. Maybe, like, what's Jessica Biel doing these days? Maybe oh, Je- Jessica Biel's a great yeah. yeah, there we go. There we go. She'd be fantastic. Or, uh, hmm. Yeah, it, it's bankable. <laughs> People remember her. And I, I, I feel bad, but honestly, the last thing I actually seen her in was I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, which was like oh, yeah. way long time ago. <laughs> the golden age of cinema. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot that was a thing until you just uh-huh. said it. Like, yep. What was that like? Two thousand seven? Yeah, I think it was seven. That a that movie. I bet that movie aged like fine wine. Wink. Uh huh. <laughs> I gotta say, I, I was spending some time the other day thinking about the early two thousands, like two thousand to two thousand ten. What a sort of lawless time. That was for cinema and TV. Like mm-hmm. I, I, if you was just to drop back into that time and like sort of just watch commercials, like there was a lot of really inappropriate stuff that we were all just like cool with. Oh we yeah, just like rolled with it and it like didn't phase us. 
And then now we're like, whoa, like, I don't think you can say that about somebody. That's pretty awful. So jarring to go back. And then there were so many creepy commercials, too, because remember the yeah. Skittles commercial, the I'm oh, the little lad who likes berries and cream. I think it was like, yeah, <laughs> berries and cream, berries and cream. <laughs> or those PlayStation commercial, the PlayStation, oh, the PlayStation ones. ones. Yeah. And it's just like, who were they trying to appeal to? And. What were we think? We were just like, ah, that happened. And yeah, just yeah. On to the next thing. Exactly. It, I, the, right. I always think of the skittle one where the the guy's beard like picks up the skittle and places it in the girl's mouth. <laughs> 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 like, what was wrong with us as a society? I uh, I mean, man. We we were going through a lot. Let's just let's. Just I say guess that. so. We were going through an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. And of course, all the car like we were just talking about it, the Carl's Junior Hardy's commercial. <laughs> <laughs> all the stuff that they were doing like we were also doing some weird stuff too like that was yeah like, they were just coming up with every with all the weird stuff back then but taco bell was cheap and mm-hmm. yeah they had all their stuff on the menu like you yep. spend 20 dollars and just eat forever at taco bell and oh yeah, yeah. i kind of missed it but like there's I, some of the stuff that i kind of miss if i can bring one thing back from the 2000s it would be volcano tacos from taco bell Mm. I miss those so much. They were probably awful. No, they weren't probably. They were definitely awful for me, and they probably gave me indigestion. <laughs> but you know what? I felt good after. I was happy every moment of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters. And we were kids back then, so you didn't have to worry yeah. about rent. You didn't have to, have to worry about paying any bills. You were just yeah, literally just right. lived, and you had all summer off. You were just putting yeah awful food in your body, watching. Mm-hmm. TV late, playing video games late, no responsibilities. Yep. Yeah. Wait. Hmm. This sounds sounds, sounds like twenty twenty. Like <laughs> <laughs> sounds like twenty twenty, but now we've got responsibilities, and now we're aware it, of all the stuff uh, that's going on. Yeah, right. Exactly. We get uh, this new thing called existential dread and bills that uh, just get hey. the hangover in the backdrop. <laughs> so you just put, you just turn your video game up louder so that you drown out the noise of. Oh, rent's due tomorrow. Just letting you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Speaking well, when of rent's due, your car's kind of messed up now. So. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. So then you got that mm. to deal with too. Uh, speaking of uh, the food and like bad food, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever had. Have you guys, either of you, ever had pork rinds? Do you know what those are? Oh yeah, I've had pork rinds. Yep. Okay, so I never had pork rinds. And it mostly stems from an episode of Hey Arnold I watched in the 90s where they would eat pork rinds and then the guy would sleepwalk. And I was like, well, I don't want to sleepwalk, so I'm not eating pork rinds. <laughs> so tell me how scientifically accurate that Hey Arnold show, uh, that episode was. Uh, it gets a no. Brandon Pop two thumbs down. That's a double not fake. Very not very. No, not at all. Okay, well, are they good? Depends on what kind you get. Okay. I'm not a big fan of them, but you know, uh, yeah, I like the smell of them at least. That like, <laughs> so it's like a we we could open like a like a, the reverse of a coffee shop. We can open up like a pork rind shop, and people would come in just for the smell <laughs> and to do their write their screenplay and uh, mm-hmm. you know go on really bad first dates. That could that could work. They're essentially just they're the skin of the pig, and yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. crisp up. My grandma will always get a bag of those and a Pepsi to take with her to church because she's got yeah. you know, <laughs> something throughout mm-hmm. the keep up. Mm-hmm. 
ever since I was little, bag of skins, barbecue, better made pork yep. rinds, the skins. That's how. That's what we call them. In a Pepsi, that was that was always their snack. Snack. See, of well, and that's like if I was if I was in church at that moment, I'd be making sure I'd be sitting near her. Because you know, like, <laughs> sometimes that's a, a long better. time to go without food. So she's on the right track there. Yeah, my cousin her her snack of choice was always uh, the wind the windmill. Uh, I think they were like oatmeal, not oatmeal, uh, windmill almond cookies. They were yeah. Like, I don't yep. remember who. I don't remember what brand they are, but she always made sure to get those. There you go. That's Steve's really good. Dykstra, it's like a Holland name, I think. Yeah. No, no, it's Steenstra because I know someone who's a part of that. So, um, but yeah, they're really good, especially if you dip them in milk. Hey, look at that! It goes all the way back. It's like it's like ring a circle. theory. It rhymed. Ring theory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that's good to know about pork rinds. So I'm gonna go give them a try then, um, and hopefully I won't be walking around my house. And I'm pretty sure you won't. It's an acquired for for a lot of people. It's an acquired thing. Okay, mm-hmm. I see. Try and get a smaller bag. Smaller <laughs> yeah, bag. Yeah, work smaller my bag, way yeah. up. That makes sense. Maybe um, should should he go with like a distinctive flavor pork rinds, or do you think he should go with like the regular one? Uh, do you like spicy or oh. are you just because there because pretty much every brand of pork rinds has a, a, a hot and spicy one. There's a barbecue one, and then there's a the plain one. And so it all depends, and then. Depending on what brand you got, there's ones that are extra crunchy. Uh, yeah. There's some that are a little bit, a little bit softer. The better made ones are they're the easier one to kind of get into because they're a little bit softer. Ooh, okay. No, you've given me you give me a lot of good stuff to think about. I definitely would go spicy. I mean, I uh, I I've liked spicy food my whole life, and luckily my body is still accepting the spicy food. I'm sure there'll come a day where that <laughs> faucet will abruptly shut off. <laughs> And there will be no more spicy food allowed. Uh, yeah, but until 40. that day comes, uh, I'm going to uh, live it up with uh, the spice. The spice. So why don't we go ahead and get into our uh, philosophical ponderings for today. And let's give ourselves a little bit of knowledge. Chris. I hear you have a pretty interesting philosophical pondering for us today. What do you got for us? Well, I do have a philosophical pondering, um, something that has been uh, jostling around my brain uh, recently. Jostling. Uh, besides, uh, bes- mm. Yeah, isn't that yeah, jostling in the brain? Uh, besides yeah. uh, pork rinds and if they cause sleepwalking, <laughs> uh, is uh, <laughs> are humans obligated to better themselves and will that make them happier in life? So, a bit hmm. of a hard pivot from pork rinds, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. But an yeah, interesting pretty, uh... thought, nonetheless. Yeah, because, you know, you want to, like, better yourself. You know, that requires discipline. And But are you obligated? Be... Right. I guess it kind of depends on your mental awareness, I guess. Because, like, where you're at right now in your life, like, if you feel bad, you know, obviously you don't want to keep feeling bad kind of thing. But if you have a lot of good things going on mentally for you, should you put extra discipline to make things a little bit more difficult? Yeah, it's 
Wow, yeah, that is a good question. That is, it's fascinating to think about. Like, do you have an obligation to better yourself? Because yeah. if you expand that into some other things, it's like, what if you have a drug or an alcohol problem? Do you have an mm. obligation to so to get sober? Yep. Right. I would always say it depends on where you're at in life. And say if mm. you are a parent, you would have that yeah. obligation. But also, what if you're a parent with grown children? At that mm. point, do you have that obligation anymore? So, yeah, well, that's a, that is a head scratcher. <laughs> yeah, because like now that I think about it more, because you put the drugs and alcohol into that, yeah. it's like you know if you have someone in your life, you know, um, parents or you know a loved one, spouse, partner, or you know children, like you have to think of safety as well. So it's mm-hmm. like you know, do I take a do I take a um, a couple bottles before I go out spinning on the wheels or do I stay home kind of thing? Are, are you obligated to make yourself better at that point for yourself or are you doing it for others in a sense? Or it could be both, you know? Um, yeah, it, it really does depend. I, I guess, I, I guess the main thing is, is that like, when is it not okay? To better yourself? Yeah. Cause like, you know, if you, um, like, like, you know, people who like really work out, like, too much to an extent where like it stresses their body out in a sense like you know it becomes more of an obsession rather than a you know maintaining your body in a sense or but what um, if that makes them happy though yeah you're asking a really tough question that's the right hook (laughs) with this question because the question is are you obligated to better yourself and does it make lead to a happier life is your happiness coming from that from bettering yourself or would it be to the benefit of someone else for you to better yourself mm, because if yeah, you have right. to stop something and it brings you you know misery but mm-hmm. if someone else joy do you have that obligation right and like exactly. you know if if you're you know obligated to feel better about yourself and maintain yourself that takes a lot of time and discipline and you know you have other things you want to balance out in life like work and relationships and leisure and friends and all that stuff. And if you put too much focus on one of them, all of them become kind of lower and it's kind of like you're putting it on a pedestal, but like those other things aren't brought to attention towards. So I guess like that's one negative side effect. Like, yeah, it makes you feel good, but like also the other things in life that make you feel good are kind of being tossed off in a way. So I guess it becomes, if it, it's too much. Uh, once again, it's a very subjective way of what means too much, I guess, you know. So, so what you're saying is it requires balance and Thanos was not a bad guy and he was right. Uh, <laughs> I have well, read it. <laughs> well, first off, no. <laughs> Straight out, but something that I, that I actually thought about when we were talking about that. So Mm-hmm. Um, if you're fans of sports, you know, this past summer, uh, the Michael Jordan Last Dance documentary came up. Yeah, and great documentary. Was, it, it, well, I'm a Pistons fan, and I'm a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the besmirchment of Isaiah Thomas, but that's, that's besides the point. <laughs> what in, they eventually got into Michael Jordan and his gambling. Mm-hmm. And, his gambling. and for Michael Jordan... Uh, I think at one point he just had to like take $50,000 or something. And clearly if you were a regular person, you'd say, Oh, Michael Jordan has a gambling problem. But I think in the documentary, they kind of framed it as 
Michael Jordan had not a gambling problem, he had a competition problem or um, or mm-hmm. something to that extent. And I thought about it, it's like, do you have a problem if you can kind of cover the cost? So if you do, say for example, you smoke meth. <laughs> if you're able to smoke meth casually every day, get up, go to work, you know, you still have your teeth, you're, you're good. <laughs> but do you, it doesn't become a problem until you start pawning stuff to feed your habit. Yeah. And so on right. the one hand, you're like, hey, don't do meth. Better yourself in that way. But then it's like meth is making me happy. Do I have that obligation to stop the meth? And mm. it's not a problem for me. I can afford my habit. It's it's that question that you came up with, Chris. That is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got I got another. I just thought of. So it, it's also kind of like I don't want to go into the um, the field of saying if it feels good, do it because that could be very dangerous. And you know, let's just say, for instance, what if you cheated on somebody? You know, and you are wanting you know what what makes you happy but also you're making others lives worse and damaging them in a way and you know it becomes once again it's like you're it's like you know selfish desires a little bit but you know maybe one other party member might be satisfied but you're also hindering others in a sense so i guess it just i hate to say it's a case-by-case basis (laughs) see (laughs) And that's where the obligated part comes in, because the obligated part, uh, I see it on another level, too, is a sort of moral. There's like a moral element to obligation. And uh, it's up up to the individual person to decide on what is the morally correct thing to do and how to Mm -hmm. because everybody, I think, defines morality differently and um, to different extents. So basically... If someone is doing like a self-harm type thing, like, you know, being an alcoholic or, you know, lots of drugs and stuff, but, you know, they're still, they're high functioning, you know, I guess. And uh, yeah, they don't feel like it's affecting people or if, if they, if it is affecting people and they don't care, that's their moral code, then they don't feel obligated because morally it doesn't translate into their obligation. And that's where mm-hmm. we come into the conundrum and basically... My what I kind of my kind of opinion on this is, are are you obligated to better yourself? Technically, no. Uh, in like an objective, like technically, nobody's obligated to do anything. But right. it's it comes down to how it affects yourself and other people, and where you where you lie on the moral line of. Mm-hmm. Um, or how okay with you? How okay are you with not bettering yourself or bettering yourself, and how it will affect other people, right. and ultimately your happiness? Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought of the fact that like there's also a thing called um, indirect uh, influence. So like you have an influence on people you don't realize that you're influencing. So, yeah. um, in a sense, like, you know, oh, you have a friend's kid that looks up to you with the things that you do or the things that you say. You don't think of it, but the actions that you cause will also take a cause and effect on that child, perhaps, or that friend or, you know, that acquaintance at work or, um, let's say, for instance, listeners of a podcast, you know, wink, wink. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like <laughs> you 
you say and do things and they have a direct result without you being, you know, actually heavily involved, but mm-hmm. you also give them like a platform in a sense. So that's why like, you know, if I say one thing on here, you know, people are going to take it in multiple directions. And, you know, if I say, oh, do this because it makes me feel happy and makes me feel good, you know, someone might take that the other way or, you know, whatever. And it's kind of like, once again, it's such a, such a meaty question. Yeah, it really is. It's like a, it's like a three-parter, honestly. There's like a yeah. lot to, to work with. I wasn't expecting <laughs> to think this much on a Tuesday afternoon. I just, I just was not. <laughs> well, and that's, that's yeah. Our, yeah, especially with uh, our advertising, we don't exactly advertise deep thoughts <laughs> and deep thinking on going off topic. It's usually like, oh, they're talking about D&D again. <laughs> yeah, we wanted, to, we wanted to divert that a little bit, you know, like have something mm-hmm. where everybody can have some sort of input rather than like, you know, something completely niche, which we've yeah. been doing for the past two years. So we wanted to like, you know, expand, mix it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, so I said uh, sort of my take on the question uh, in a broad sense, from a personal sense, uh, I feel obligated to better myself. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's not necessarily, I mean, it's like in certain ways, you know, Uh, because if we're attaching it to happiness, it's like, you know, I work out because I, you know, I feel obligated to and I feel good. It makes me happy afterwards. And so that's that's my own personal thing. But that's not it's not going to be applicable to every single person. And right. I, so another example I guess I have is <clears throat> I was starting to get, you know, pretty bored during 2020. Uh, I don't I, I don't think anybody can relate to that uh, being no, bored in 2020. No. Uh, and it just got to the point where the days just started blurring together and it was just the same routine every day. So I decided to start and I, I probably am going to regret saying this because now I'm going to have people being like, how's it going? How's the progress? Uh, <laughs> I actually started trying to learn French. And I've been oh. on like a like a month long streak of you know doing it every day, and uh, I've just I started off just like I'll just do it for like a couple minutes every day, and then it became a habit, and uh, now it it's something that I you know enjoy and it, it's you know feels like I'm doing something with my time other than you know just hanging out. So yeah, so that would yeah, be an example like- of that it made me happy by adding something to my life that in theory would better me um, mm-hmm. if I could ever travel to France again. Uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, when they decide, we'll, when we decide to open the world back up again, uh, you know. When, we, when the U.S. isn't the, the bad kid down the street that you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's kind of how the world is. Like, yeah, don't, don't play with them. They're, they're dirty. They've got brain worms or something like that. That's kind of how, <laughs> how we're seen. Uh, for, we're going to be seen for a little bit, but. Yeah. yeah. What, what what was the character from Charlie Brown? Pigpen. Pigpen. Yeah. Oh, Pigpen. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, man, there was always that one dirty kid in school. Smell a little funky, and it's just like, now that I'm older and a little bit more mature, I'm like, oh, I kind of feel bad because it's like maybe yeah. things aren't, you know, maybe things aren't going good at home or something sure. like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, I, yeah. I feel bad now. I think most of us, when we were younger regret the things we said and did i mean because it's just like you're de- you're really? developing human like you're you're thrust into this world of all kinds of crazy things and all kinds of things to know and all kinds of things to and people to meet and it's like 
don't be an awful person. <laughs> you're like, don't, you, you know, learn quickly that your actions have consequences and what you say and, and, and do can affect people for sometimes their entire life. Uh, so, yeah, it is, it is interesting getting that perspective as you, you know, grow up and you're like, I think that's why so many people like, cringe when they think back to their younger years is like oh i can't believe i said that or oh i can't believe i thought that was cool or you know this and that dude that was me last year yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah, 2018 brandon was wow (laughs) what was i thinking and isn't that funny how that works um i think what you were saying about self-improvement and you know you're doing french i think on a much smaller scale i've done that with you know, kind of happiness and what I consume with media. So uh, mm-hmm. if you guys don't know, I'm originally born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, I love all the Detroit sports teams. Yeah, you so got the Detroit class. Tigers hat. Yes, sir. And over the last couple of years, I've decided I'm no longer cheering for the Detroit Lions because my entire life, teams just been mis- teams been miserable. They've had good players, yeah. Hall of Fame players like Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. And they They've got a terrible ownership, and it's like I've decided consciously to get off that narcotic and leave that team alone. And I, I tell you, my Sundays, whenever it's football season, <laughs> always so much better because I'm not living in that misery. And I think if you're consuming know. something that brings you misery, you have that obligation to yourself to stop that and improve your quality. If your team's not doing well, stop watching it. If the TV show you love has just gone off the rails, stop consuming that because you're just making yourself miserable. Do something to yeah. learn, learn a language, learn French, learn something instead. That is you such know? a great point. I mean, especially because, I mean, you picked a you picked a great time to stop watching the Detroit Lions. Cause, oh, man. Yeah. I, I stopped in like 20, 2016. I was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm done. And mm-hmm. now the, the dude that they have, the bro uh, that's on the sidelines is the coach. Uh, I'm, I'm done. It's yeah, just, I'm glad I, I made that decision. Yeah. So, yeah. so what, what's the new team? Do you have a new team? Uh, I'm leaning between the uh, the Chiefs because I really like Patrick Mahomes. Sure. Yeah. And the Ravens because I really like Lamar Jackson and yeah. the Cardinals because I'm out here. But the Cardinals they're a little they're a little shaky because they've been terrible for a while, and so it's like I got I got to wait till things pan out before I before I decide what my football team. Or I might not have a team. I, I might just be. One of those weird people who are just like, I just want everybody to do well. <laughs> <laughs> so so you know. you're, you're still a free agent in terms of uh, team, team loyalty. In terms of team loyalty, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm weighing my options, uh, trying to see, you know, see who's going to make me the best offer. I'm not trying to jump mm-hmm. on a bandwagon. Like I, I could easily jump on like the – I could have jumped on the Patriots bandwagon, but oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to find an up-and-coming team where I can be like, That'll that'll be my team for a while. No, I so. I completely understand that. It's it's a great point. I mean, if if you're not getting any happiness out of watching it, what what's the point? You're just raising your blood pressure. You're just getting mm-hmm. and you're ruining your whole day. I mean, I've I've I'm speaking as a Michigan football fan, a U of M Michigan, <laughs> especially yeah. in the recent years. Oh my gosh, I let so many weekends get ruined over mm-hmm. the outcome of a football game that I have no control Thanks, over. And, and I, I take 
Yeah, and I'll take a depression nap afterwards, and then then the whole Sunday, it's like I'm like recovering from a, a marathon run, and I need help getting down the stairs because I'm so just distraught and 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 tired and weary from the sadness of a bunch of college kids winning a football game or losing a football game. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. it puts perspective. You can't rely on college age kids to do to, to do anything. So you can't that. count on college kids for anything. <laughs> we know we were college kids. We, exactly. We know we couldn't be trustworthy. <laughs> you got to wait until they're at least 23, 24 years old. For exactly. Yeah. 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 Like, for, forget the twenty. Exactly. Forget the twenty-one. Like twenty-three is when you're like ready to start contributing. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, even then, it's a little shaky for some people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, because um, you said, like, you know, if you stop watching something, if it continues to make you unhappy, you know, just find something else to do. I think that's actually a really powerful statement because if you, for instance, like, you know, let's say, you know, I stopped watching the Lions, you know, okay, that's one less viewer. They drop viewers, less people. Okay, people aren't watching our games anymore. We have to rethink something. They change things and hopefully for the better kind of thing. So it's like even with like TV shows or movies, for instance, like, you know, people, you know, don't watch it as much. It sends a powerful message. And yep. that way, things might be better in the long run or they might be worse. Who knows? But at least some change will happen instead of being the, the norm that we accept kind of thing. And most importantly, you're going to be happier because yep, yep. Exactly. it's like I, I'm – for the Lions, for me, I don't think they're going to improve until they get new ownership. That's probably not going to happen for a while. So no. it's, I, I don't think my not viewing is going to impact it because I still got friends and family in Detroit who will still every season get excited for them for some reason. But it's just, yep. nah, I, I, I'm, I'm not on that narcotic anymore, and I'm, <laughs> I'm happier for it. Yep. And, I mean, I, and just and to close this out, I just got to say, uh, to Calvin Johnson, Megatron, I am so sorry. Like, oh, yeah. he's the Very he's sad, the sorry. yeah, exactly. I feel so bad for those two because mm-hmm. they just gave everything and they had the magic ingredients to make it happen, and it just oh, it just never happened. And I I just I feel so bad for those two, especially. It's why I have no problem when players decide to leave franchises. Yep, and I get angry when players just stay with bad franchises. Like, I understand above all else, get your money, especially if you're a football player because your career is so short. But yeah, the second yeah. someone leaves a franchise, I'm always happier because it's like, you know what? Either they're going to get more money or they're going to win. Either way, they're moving on from a bad situation. And right. that's, again, another obligation to yourself. Yeah, that ties exactly into what we were talking about. Once again, ring theory. Ring theory. We can't, we can't keep stealing that. We can't keep stealing that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sequel Men Podcast. I apologize, but I had to use it at least twice. <laughs> oval theory. <laughs> yes, oval theory. There we go. Uh, I feel like this is a perfect segue into Jamel's topic, which uh, happens to be really cool. Um, so uh, your topic basically is media being pushed back due to the pandemic. Um which is very much a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So over the last few, you know, since the pandemic really kicked in, everything's been either pushed back, move, you know, shuffled around and either moved to next year or moved to a video on demand. Um, yep. 
really the big thing that happened this summer that I think could be a signal of some things to come was Mulan going and having its premiere on Disney Plus because yeah, right. my thinking was is that okay, this could be Disney's way of testing do we even need theaters anymore? Because if mm-hmm. say for example, uh, a family pays thirty bucks directly to Disney for that movie, that's all profit directly to Disney. Yeah, that's profit that's not going to go to the theater because if you go to a movie movie theater, you know, tickets might be. Uh, Depending on when you go, you've got to pay for the tickets, the concessions, everything else, and then you're seeing the movie. But if you're just direct to Disney, that cuts out the theater game, and that makes it a lot easier for them to get their media out. And so I was just baffled, and I was really surprised that Disney not only tried that, but it had a little bit of success. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I think that is going to eventually be the way movies are going to be released, because... TVs are improving. Uh, the home experience is going to get better because you don't have to deal with someone else's crying kid. You can pause the movie anytime you want. You can have your own snacks, your own dinner, and everything else. And I'm I'm a little worried because um, I enjoy the theater experience and everything mm-hmm. else like that. But I think the more studios try this because every studio, I think, has some connection to a video on demand service. Warner Brothers has an HBO Max. Uh, Universal has like Peacock and everything. And I think slowly but surely we're going to start getting more of these movies moving to the the VOD. And really, that's going to be the thing that ultimately kills kills the movie theater. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I definitely know that feeling, Jamal, for sure. Because like, um, I love to go into the theater as well, and the way I see how things are going is that like um, there's going to be some opposition no matter what happens. So yes. Um, oh yeah. Before, before we, I continue, did anyone here see Mulan on Disney plus? No, no, Neither I'm not going to pay an extra 30 on top of the 12, something that I paid for having the, the bundle with Hulu and Disney plus and ESPN plus. I'm not, right. I'm not doing that. I, I can wait. I'm not in a rush to see yep. a lot of action. Disney yep. Right. That's, yeah, so exactly. That's the, that's the point I wanted to drive. So, um, I only know a hand, like maybe two people who have actually seen Mulan and they saw it all together at a party and they didn't even finish it by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, the, the way I'm seeing this is that, you know, initially, if it wasn't Disney, I would say it, at least the main studios wouldn't do this as much. But Disney kind of put their toes in the water because of Disney Plus. If they didn't have Disney Plus, they wouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, um, you have select movies that are premiere access or, you know, video on demand. And I feel like. They will put video on demand movies that aren't as popular as some of their other movies. So, for instance, because there was a lot of people talking before um, it got pushed back, people were thinking, "Oh, is Bl- Marvel's Black Widow going to be on there? Is Black Widow coming to Disney Plus?" That's actually and, what I was going to. Yeah, and the thing is, it got pushed back because they know that's going to make them a lot of money, and they know that if they put it on VOD, there's not a guarantee that everyone, yeah, it's immediately accessible, 
but there's not a guarantee people are going to buy immediately and it's harder to track stats at like how many people you know like are actually watching it compared to individual ticket sales so i feel like disney's movies that are going to be like as but like i'll give you an example so like you know christopher robin movie that came out i think last year or mm-hmm. two years ago um or um i don't know it's not disney but like i don't know, like a beavis and butthead do america 2 or something like that like you know <laughs> movies that you don't expect to make a lot of money i could see them being straight to video on demand kind of thing yeah so it just depends on like the the studio's uh priority rather than anything else because once again you're going to get directors out there you're going to get filmmakers out there who love cinema and love the experience the communal experience of watching a movie at a public gathering you know and you know that that's why i love going to theaters because you're experiencing something with a bunch of people you don't know but you share that emotion you share that you know experience that laughter that sadness that excitement and yeah you may never talk to them face to face but you have an understanding like, oh, you just saw what I saw. Like, all right, that's all we need to know. <laughs> so, yeah. And isn't that funny how the times have changed where the concept of direct to DVD is like, <laughs> oh, what a brilliant concept. Because like, just no. like five, 10 years ago, that's like, oh gosh, man, that's not a, that's, you do not want your product to be in the category of direct to DVD. <laughs> Except DC animation. Uh, yeah. You know, everybody's kind of getting into that Netflix mentality, too, because Netflix, yep. they, this is just, this is where they live. Um, mm-hmm. And Netflix, it's just, it's a shotgun method. You might get something good, or you may end up getting something terrible. And it's just, it's it's just yep. so random. It's like opening, uh, like, there was the, I think, I'm trying to think of this old site where you, Pay five dollars and you just get a random item. It's just like it could be huh. something really useful, um, or it could be something terrible. And I got a no shaver from that. Uh, me and my old, me and a bunch of my roommates in college, we just did we did that one day, and it was just like, eh, let's go on this site, buy some stuff, and then we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's it's amazing that like like Chris was saying, ten years ago, your stuff goes straight to DVD unless it's the DC animated movies. Oh, yep. you're it's a flop. Yeah, this is where straight to DVD is where like some actors that we haven't seen in a while. That's amazing. <laughs> or actors who are on who are just in a bunch of movies. Like Nick Cage was the king of just wait. Nick yeah. Cage did fifty movies in yeah. X year. Samuel Jackson did fifty or sixty movies in X year, and it's just like I've never heard of any of these. <laughs> uh, I could say the one type of actors. I'm using actors in like huge quotations here. That always went to straight to DVD movies, WWE All Stars, baby. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, <laughs> always of, with the exception of Dwayne uh, the Rock yeah. Johnson now exactly John Cena and everybody else. Oh, you were going straight to DVD. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, I think of Triple H in The Chaperone, where he's a bus driver, <laughs> <laughs> or the Big Show in I want to say it's Knucklehead. Uh, oh that yeah, was the name of this movie. Yeah. Or the Marine, or any of the Marines. Yeah, Marine yeah. Seven with the Miz. Yeah, fourteen with the Miz's son. Exactly. Yeah, I, got, they got the franchise going there. Yeah, who was in Scorpion King two or three or something? It was like it was a. It wasn't Kurt. I think that who? was Batista before he got he blew up. Yeah, now that I think about it, I think it was Batista actually. 
Um, but yeah, it, it, like once again, those kind of movies like get never found any quality. And then of course the infamous Disney sequel div- directed video movies, Bambi yeah. two, Lady Tarzan Tramp two, two. Hunchback, Hunchback of Notre Dame two, the oh, worst gosh. one out of the whole bunch. Why one and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's make a midpoint. <laughs> Aladdin two, Jafar's Revenge, like or Return or whatever. It was called uh, Return of Jafar. Return of Jafar. Peter Peter Pan 2. Hey, I saw that in theaters, actually. (laughs) That was one of the rare occasions that it came out in theaters before it came out in DVD. I recently watched Peter Pan on my YouTube YouTube channel, and it's just, it is amazing how bad a lot of those early Disney movies are. It's just, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of them are unwatchable. And then Peter Pan comes in and has the most racist thing like it just comes in yeah. like the what makes the red man red it's just like wow yeah that was rough <laughs> yeah yeah i i watched the old ones just out of nostalgia and like yeah it becomes a little rough just with the eyes of 2020 watching it and it just yeah. i can still find some love in it based on like my childhood upbringing watching these movies but a part of me still feels like yeah can i skip this scene because like i just really weird. don't want to watch yeah. it it just makes me feel uneasy and then you have to do the thing where it's like well this movie wasn't as racist as this one like i, I was <laughs> yeah. it's like okay the crows are a little bit those are a little bit suspect but nothing's touching peter pan so far nothing is touching peter pan with i don't and i generally don't like a lot of these movies and to me uh cinderella and lady in the tramp they're the best ones that i've of the old ones oh yeah best ones that i've watched so far like, I did not I, know Lady in the Tramp's ending was as live as it was. I'm like, yo, the dog is fighting a rat. <laughs> I, I will say I this. Forgot I forgot about that. I, I will say this, and Chris, you know this. This is going to sound super pretentious, but one of my favorite movies of all time happens to be a Disney classic, which is the original Fantasia. And yeah, yeah. That movie, I don't know. I'm very biased when it comes to it. But I just I think it's such a beautiful work of art when it comes to like oh yeah like we're gonna take uh, symphonies and we're going to make them into a story something abstract or something you know uh, with the with the script or something like I just think it was just so amazing it was like the first music video basically yeah I'd also um, like to comment uh, sort of that we we were just talking about the the DVD like straight to DVD thing how weird yeah. is it also that on on the same track. We're cutting theaters, but we're going mm-hmm. back to drive-in movie theaters. Yeah, like, baby. What a weird thing that is happening. Like, theaters are out, movie theaters on cars, and cars is back, uh, direct-to-DVDs is a, is a good thing now. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I don't know if I go that far. <laughs> <laughs> like, so much has changed in one year. Less than a year. It's not even done yet. It depends on the movie, though, because yeah. uh, my favorite drive-in experience was a couple of years ago for Jurassic World. That was fun. Yeah. Then we did, uh, then me, my sister, her ex-fiance, and cousin, we did the Tupac movie, All Eyes on Me. And that was a lot less yeah. fun. One, the movie was terrible. It also <laughs> was too. It's like, it, it was, that was a bad experience, but for some classic mm-hmm. movies, like, imagine seeing, like, a Friday the 13th in the drive-in. Like, that's kind of, yeah, yeah. those movies are all made for drive-in, you and your date. Yeah, yeah. so, so like, a, like, a blockbuster has more, more power in, like, a drive-in than, like, a, 
um, the king's speech. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, popcorn blockbuster movies that were like very much, and I, I know it's a commonality, but most of these movies are from the eighties and like, it's, I don't know what it is. Cause like, I'll be honest, some of them I don't really care for like back to the future or, um, back to the future part two, I guess. I don't know. I guess this isn't really <laughs> big fan of the trilogy. <laughs> um, but like, I, I feel like a lot of those movies are kind of like made for drive-ins in a sense. And they're just more, f- I, I guess like the best, the best way to, to like, basically rate to see if like a movie's good enough to be in a drive-in is how fun is it? Cause yeah. like you can get even a more modern movie. Cause like, I remember, um, uh, my girlfriend and I, we went to go see Jurassic park at a drive-in, uh, back in July, I think. And, um, later on that week, um, new mutants was coming out and they had, uh, had Deadpool two with it. So it's like, okay. So like new mutants, I wouldn't really consider it to be a fun movie, but like Deadpool two. Yeah. That was a fun movie. So like, I feel like that'd be a good drive-in experience compared to, you know, like you said, King's speech or like the social <laughs> network or, uh, some avant-garde film that we don't know about. <laughs> yeah. As an aside, was New Mutants, um, I, I, I kind of don't have to ask you, but was it any good or was it watchable? <laughs> uh, I heard it was really bad. It was like the worst X-Men movie, which is saying a lot because Dark Phoenix was hot garbage. <laughs> that is saying a lot because when you now start going back and looking over the, now that they're on Disney+, Plus, it's like, you know what? I, I can name three good X-Men movies. The second yeah. one was okay. Uh, first class was good, and then the yes. Deadpool. Oh, and Logan. Like so, there's Logan. Five. Days of Future Past. Everything else is just. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Because like to me, it's like I, I'm a huge X Men fan, and like you know, a lot. I, my love for X Men came with the first movie because I saw it in theaters. Uh, I think it was like Memorial Day, or like maybe it was in Fourth of July. It, it, was, it was like a holiday, and it was in the summertime. Um, and I remember. Um, getting so excited for the second one. I'm like, wow, that was even better kind of thing. And then X-Men 3 Last Stand came out. And (sighs) Brett Ratner, (laughs) you are a curse. (laughs) And then you had X-Men Origins Wolverine. And then I'm like, okay, I guess this is dead. And like, oh, we're doing a Gambit movie. I'm like, oh, wonderful. (laughs) Channing Tatum was still trying to get that made a couple of years ago. Yeah, I know, I know, and I'm. I don't want to say I'm glad it never happened, but I kind of want to know how bad it would have been. Legend says he's still practicing whipping cards in his room in his spare time. (laughs) (laughs) Is that in the time that the Gambit room has started, and now Channing Tatum morphed into a pretty good actor, and so it's like, yeah, the movie wouldn't have been terrible. Like maybe the longer that it went on, it would have been the movie might have been might have been good because yeah mm-hmm. actually a good actor now that's a good well, point it it all depends on who's directing it who's writing it and who's editing it because like if you don't have those three right there you know if you have some maybe like oh maybe chain tatum actually directed it yeah it's probably not gonna be that great <laughs> like or you know it just depends on like who's doing it um but yeah like it's but i, I was actually gonna say because like you know we're talking about movies and everything like that and getting pushed back um TV, uh, that's been interesting because more TV has been streaming now than it has been like on cable network in a sense. Yep. And it seems as of right now, because you know, all these shows that we're watching right now were like filmed from like 2017 till 2019 kind of thing. So like I'm kind of wondering like yeah, what's when the... is it going to lessen? 
you know, because yeah. obviously restrictions of like, you know, COVID-19 make like, oh, we have to distance because like um, Robert Pattinson's The Batman, um, they had a whole production because <coughs> Pattinson actually had COVID for a little bit. Uh, they're back to filming now. He, he recovered. But it's like, you know, what sh- – because like now I'm wondering like when is it going to decline? Because like I'm waiting for that moment to happen. And so far it's yeah. not happening. We're just seeing more and more stuff. Yeah, that's it. That's actually – that's really interesting to think about because Lovecraft Country is going on and another mm-hmm. show, Fargo, the, the newest season just came back. And it's like yep. at some point we're going to stop getting new stuff if, A, most importantly, if we don't get our act together with the whole yes. – with the Rona exactly. thing because yep. movies are going to have to stop. Movies are like productions are going to end up keep stopping if we don't get the get the get everything under control. And so it's like I'm guessing that maybe 2021 could be the point where it's like, yeah, we're we're kind of we're kind of at the point where nothing new is going to come out. Yeah, um, yeah. And just on that pushback thing, uh, within we were talking about Marvel a second ago. I gotta be honest, this is one of those years where it's like, this is the first year since 2009 where there's no MCU, MCU movie that's come out. And yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not angry about it because I just nope. wasn't excited about Black Widow or The Eternals. And it's like, oh, maybe they kind of needed this year off because with yeah. Endgame, it was just... It was a big deal. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, Take a breath. It's like a tradition is done. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it's like you know what? Let's 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 get some breathing space. I'm still not excited for the movies. It's just you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a great point. It, yeah, it's funny because like you know, um, while we're not having you know Black Widow come out this year, or Eternals was supposed to come out in November of this year, but then that got pushed back. Then it got pushed back again, kind of thing. Um, what we have possibly is WandaVision coming out on Disney Plus supposedly later this year. I still think it's going to be pushed back, but once again, it's TV. And the thing was was that Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to come out back in August and that got pushed to next year. So, you know, it's still having that, you know, same quality cuz like they're basically really hightailing it on like, "Oh, hey, we're not just doing movies for this universe. We're doing TV too." So, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you they're really pushing like, you know, spreading themselves out as much as possible. And if they do that, the quality, unfortunately, as much as they're really striving for it, if you spread out too much, the quality is not going to be as great. So this year break actually might be a good thing because that way we've been waiting for it. Cause like, you know, far from home was the last Marvel movie that came out. Um, Okay. MCU movie to come out because there was new mutants that came out back in August, but I don't want to count that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then like you have, that break and you're kind of like nostalgic for it. Cause you know, end game was in 2019 far from home was then like, Oh, remember the, uh, the first saga. That was so much fun. Let's get into something new now. It's been a while. And it's been a while. then it's been a while. <laughs> and then you get into black widow, you know, it's like a little bit of that from, you know what? Black Widow reminds me of force awakens because it's a little bit familiar and then it goes into something new in a sense. So yeah. it might be the perfect movie we need, you know, after this break. So who knows? Uh, just not really clamoring to see it, I guess. I'll be really curious to see how uh, <clears throat> how animation does because animation doesn't have the yeah. same restrictions as live action. In fact, I think I was actually watching um, a Comic-Con virtual distance panel uh, that had the cast of Family Guy and they were all mm-hmm. like sort of on Zoom. 
and they were kind of talking about how they had to get really creative with their recording spaces. So like Mia Kunis was talking about how she was setting up like a recording like a recording booth in her uh, closet and putting yep. all sorts of stuff up. And I just watched their just this just yesterday or two days ago. Uh, this Sunday they released uh, their first like quarantine episode of Family Guy because they were able to just record individually essentially and the animation continued on and did the voices separately. And honestly, it was a good episode. And I, I felt like I noticed a sort of a difference in audio, but it wasn't, Mm -hmm. it it wasn't like, so it was mostly just because I knew to look for it. It wasn't really like, if I didn't know that this was like essentially the first episode done in a COVID era and it was every, like people separate from the recording studio, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have noticed it. And I, so I think that animation's in a really good spot. Yeah. It's fascinating to think about what you can do. Like this is really, it's pushing some creativity too. Yeah. Um, with stand, like with stand up comedy, it's kind of changed because we're going to get to the point where there's no stand up specials, but yep. you're seeing it. Uh, Dave Chappelle, he's been doing the like socially distance shows and some comedians that I follow on like YouTube, they've been doing them as well. And, it's it's really interesting to see what people have like how this has brought out the creativity of a lot of these people because it's you you have to like rent doesn't stop for a lot of these people yeah you gotta, exactly you gotta find a way to you actually have to find a way to make money and so it's I'm looking forward to what may come next um the the some of the stuff that I'm most looking forward to as far as what could be coming next year. Um, I would say Harley Quinn, the the cart, the animated series, season four. Yep. That's the one thing I'm like, I'm glad they got or season three. I'm glad they got renewed, and I'm I'm like, just rush that into production. I want more of that now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on a side note here, I cannot wait until the rest of DC Universe goes on HBO Max because oh my gosh, get it all on here. Please stop cannibalizing your sales because you're gonna get a lot more people. On HBO, if you get Batman the Animated Series and Superman the Animated yes. Series on there, just saying it. Static Shock. So tired of it. Just oh, please. I loved Static please. Shock. Batman the Brave and the Bold. It's just, there's so much good content on DC Universe. It's just like in the app, like turn it into a comic book app and then just put all the content on HBO Max because a lot of stuff yeah. is now migrating there anyway. It's just like, yeah. I want to rewatch Batman the Animated Series, but I'm not re-downloading DC Universe. It's just, no, I gotta have some patience. I feel like animation and video games are very much profiting from things yes. being delayed because, yes. once again, you can do that stuff at home. Yep. And I think, um, at least in the front for uh, consoles and PCs, is that... There are certain services that don't require you to be at home, uh, at outside your home to get what you want. So, um, for instance, I know for Xbox, there's Xbox Game Pass, and you, for a monthly fee, you can get as many games as you want. And they've recently acquired uh, Bethesda stuff, and that's a whole lot to get day one kind of yep. thing. And um, and on PC, obviously with Steam, you can get like you know whatever whenever you know digitally what you don't have to wait to get the actual disc because they don't do that anymore and then with ps4 they have uh uh unlimited right chris or what's the Uh, service called i think it's playstation now playstation now playstation plus Oh, playstation plus yeah playstation plus yeah so like you get games still you know it's like you know that's not affecting them whatsoever and nintendo once again they get their whole things digitally too and you know these 
these companies are hugely profiting off of COVID-19 more than anything else, and they're not being affected with any pushbacks. And I just find that very fascinating that, you know, 10 years ago, no one would have ever thought video games would be as profitable as they are now. And like, it's just gone tenfold. It's it's insane. Absolutely. I I feel like, do, do you think that like, those kind of services are going to change or like stay the same or because like after the, after the pandemic happens, like, you know, is this just going to be the norm now? Like how we get stuff is this like primarily at home digital kind of thing. Cause like, you know, kind of going back to where we're going with the movies here is like this pandemic kind of changes the way we consume media. And, you know, at what point does it, is it always going to be like this? Or do you think there's something else that's going to change even further that's going to make this more, you know, easier to access, which is kind of hard to think about, you know, because all we have now is, you know, tablets, you know, TVs and phones to do that. So I don't know if there's like another way to do it. Well, I think kind of just like you said, going back to the thing with the movies, I think companies are going to like they're dipping their toes into certain things and, Depending on how it goes, I think we're gonna. I think eventually we're gonna stop getting physical media because um, I think mm-hmm. Disney over the summer they said that they're not gonna be doing the 4K releases for a lot of their movies. And yep. it's, oh, really? And it is something that is concerning because I think physical media, one, even though digital is convenient, physical media in a lot of cases has better quality. And then you've got all the behind the scenes stuff, and that's where you can really shine on some of the people who you don't really get a chance to see, like the effects people and everything. And so it's concerning on that end from the biggest media company on earth that they're mm-hmm. just like, yeah, we're not going to be doing that. And it's not just Disney stuff. It's all of the acquired Fox stuff, which means yep. uh, stuff like Alien, stuff like um, like these franchises that they own. They're like, yeah, we're, we're, we're just not going to be doing the physical stuff. And I think, yeah. If they, if the company, say Warner Brothers or Universal, they see there's maybe profit in that or they're saving money or something like that, I think that's going to eventually be how physical media is really going to end up dying. And we yeah. see that with video games too. I think Xbox is that's exactly what they're setting up with that Bethesda uh, purchase. I think that uh, they're working on the subscription gaming model, and mm-hmm. I think that with I think that's probably ultimately their long-term plan and i mean i gotta be honest yeah i the i've got a couple i bought a couple games during this pandemic and they've all been digital and i otherwise i don't ever do digital but it's like hey it's right there and i don't have to go deal with anybody so i'm just gonna download it uh do i still prefer physical uh discs uh yeah just i absolutely would would completely agree with uh jamel's points earlier about why you know physical media is still better and and honestly it's it's sort of uh, it, uh, there's a lot of people who enjoy just straight up having it as like a collecting, like a collection thing. You got something going on over there? Yeah. I, there, sorry. There's like a dog barking, like chihuahua, like outside my apartment. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you summoned it. We were talking about yeah. Taco Bell earlier. <laughs> um, I was actually going to go to the point of, um, physical media is that, uh, it, to me, it depends on like what I'm consuming in a sense. So, like, if it's, you know, like a movie, for instance, like, lately I've been prone to do more digital ownership than I am with uh, physical. Um, The only exception is a thing called Criterion Collection, which is um, a company that, like, 
restores movies and does it like you know has as like scholarly journal essays with it mm. and like old foreign films are like just restored like really beautifully like on blu-ray like i like to own those because it to me it just seems something more than just like watching a movie um but like you know for instance like if i game on my pc right here like you know i really just have all digital because it's just a lot easier i otherwise like i'd have like you know a bunch of dvds of cds of like pc games just like all stacked up like that's just really encumbersome i don't want to deal with that but my main thing when i'm going here is that there's a thing called preservation so you have things where like let's say for instance um there's a game uh that came out back in 2010 it's back now but like back in 2010 there was a game called scott pilgrim versus the world the game and yeah. uh it it came alongside the uh the movies released that summer and up until i think it was like 2012 or 2013 it got off the market the rights to that game were expired um to sell digitally and it was a digital only game so unless you download it on your system there's no way to ever get it back wow and that was such a horrendous like for those people who love the game that was awful because like what happens to my system what if it like you know circuit breaks or something or like what 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 happens if like you know i transfer of data and then oops sorry it's it's gone or corrupted like it's gone forever and then like luckily the game was re-released as like a remastered edition and like people are able to play it now but then like you that goes into other topics it's like um with certain films so um there's a movie called splash with tom hanks and um disney owns that movie you know technically through touchstone and disney plus they released the movie on disney plus and it's so weird because like there's a scene where um i I forget the actress's name but she's a mermaid and she becomes human hannah i think yeah, something like that. What and she, she runs Bill? back to the wall. She, she, she was a Kill Bill as well. Kill Bill. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she runs towards the water. <laughs> she runs towards the water. And Disney was so ornery about this. They edited her because like, you see her naked just yeah. from her backside. So you just see her butt. They extended her hair to go all the way to cover her butt <laughs> while she runs. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I thought like, I was that, watching Splash, not Tangled. And what and what's even funnier <laughs> is that like they have X-Men Days of Future Past on there. There's a scene where Logan is naked. They did not censor him. Yeah, that that'd be a little all. harder to get so, the the, the uh, uh, mullet for Logan for that right. one shot. <laughs> and <laughs> it, as funny as that is that's a form of censorship. Yeah. And you know, if the one place where you can get it is through this streaming service and they censor something or they remove something, you never see it again, unless you have a physical version of it. So an example of this, um, again, is I have, um, the Simpsons seasons one through 16 on DVD. And there is an episode that is not available on streaming. It is season three, episode one, that starred Michael Jackson. And because of the HBO documentary Finding Neverland, and this was before Disney um, acquired uh, Simpsons on Disney+. And they removed the episode on FX Now, and you can never watch that episode streaming. But if you have the DVD from season three, you have access to it. 
it's all there. So like there's a thing of preservation when you own physical media. And to me, like it's scary. <laughs> like, you know, something that you love, you know, get it from one service can be taken away like that because of rights or, you know, sensitivities or censorship or whatever. So like it it really becomes kind of a, a dicey, unstable ground, you know, when it comes to that kind of stuff. Well, Brandon, since you're on that kind of on that train with preservation, it's also from my perspective, it's a way that some companies can kind of get away from their shadier aspects of their past. So right. fan of Looney Tunes of, you know, older cartoons. And there are a lot of Looney Tunes that are, let's just say, uncomfortable to watch because of how they're depicted. Yep. The thirteen episodes. Um, thirteen episodes, you know, the, yep. the and it's just for me, I think for a company, you should have the response you should be, mm. you know, say what you did. And I think the best solution for something like that, um, as well as some of the stuff that Disney has done, such as with Song of the South, with mm-hmm. with Peter Pan, with some of those older movies, is to have. I would th- I think a good solution is do a document, kind of a documentary, and accompany yes. piece because it's. And I think Turner Classic Movies did that when certain movies have come up because it's like you kind of need context for some of these movies. Like, hey, in mm-hmm. the '30s, this was appropriate. And let's kind of go into some more detail. Why? Because right. you can get a new perspective. And that's a way that you can still have that film heritage, but also address, you know, hey, we've grown as a society. With it only being available in one source on digital, you can edit something out. And then it's just, if I'm, say, a 10-year-old or a 5-year-old watching something on Disney+, Plus, and it's just a race, it's like, oh, that thing was never there. And yeah. to me, that's a scary aspect, too, because it's like, right. all right, you're not holding your feet to the fire that of what you've done. You built your company on this. You know, show it and actually go into some detail about what it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a, you know, it, it depends on what it is and, like, what you can do with it. So, like, you know, they did that with Gone with the Wind um, on HBO Max. They removed it, but then they added a um, an extra, video extra, explaining some of the context of the movie in a sense. And they're like, okay, here are some issues that are going on. You know, if you look at the eyes of this year, you know, yeah, this is really bad, but you know, there's some, you know, depth there, there's some, you know, aspiration from it, but you can still gather, but you know, we're not going to like remove it entirely. Um, I know with the, um, the 11 band Looney Tunes shorts, um, for broadcasting. So, um, I remember those ones, uh, they actually released them on, uh, Looney Tunes collections on DVD and I believe Tom and Jerry did the same thing where the more racist episodes they had an intro before the uh, the episode began stating these are not the views that we share today this was from 1940s 1930s you know please be aware that these are going to be very sensitive and very you know offensive you know to today but just realize that like you know we don't want to like you know have that you know short gone in a sense so I don't know if they're let's again it's a very hard you know traversing path to go through because you know once again you don't want to like completely erase history because you know it, we got to learn from it <laughs> you know it's just a dangerous thing to me with media if it's like if you're gonna start erasing stuff it's like you you kind of mm-hmm. have to own up to what you've done because you yeah. were proud of it x amount of years ago and now it's like now you have some shame. Okay, well, why do you have right. shame now, and why didn't you have shame back then? And so it's mm-hmm. just like release the thing. Like Song of the South has never been released. For yeah, it was just there was. 
actually like Splash um, Mountain the most po- one of the most popular rides is based on that movie and now they just decided yeah we kind of probably should change it well why, why was it Splash Mountain and what what movie is this from and uh, it, it's a yeah. lot uh, well, I think this about ends it. Up. There we go. I did the stupid yawn. Yes, you the, did. The that's it's just uh, it's natural. It's a natural response. It, it is huh, natural. I think uh, that's all the time we I, have for that. Uh, I'm sorry, listeners. I did not mean to do that intentionally. <laughs> At least well, you didn't I do the knee clap. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll thank you, our sponsors, thank and for viewers like you, thank you. Exactly the PBS sign off. See, I need to do it that way. That sounds a lot better. <laughs> But no, seriously, thank you for joining us this episode of Going Off Topic, Jamel. We really loved having yeah, you on here. Yeah, this was great having you on, Jamel. I appreciate you guys bringing me on. This was, this was really fun. I, I've i never been a guest on a podcast before, and I, I hope anybody who's out there listening, I hope you guys enjoyed me. Um, and I, I thank Brandon and Chris for inviting me on. Hopefully this isn't the last time. I, I really enjoyed talking with you guys. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Um, is there anything you want us to plug in for you at the end here? So that our list, if like you have something for our listeners to check out maybe, or certainly, uh, well, um, I'm doing some videos on YouTube. My YouTube channel is East sad reviews. I have movie reviews. Um, I've done, you know, a lot of the MCU, old Disney, DC movies, and a whole bunch of stuff in between. Uh, I also do some reviews of wrestling pay-per-views as well. Nice. My most recent one was of TNA Lockdown 2005. Not the best <laughs> show, but not the worst show that I've seen <laughs> either. And I'm also doing some series rewatches on the channel. Um, I'm doing the first episode of some shows that I grew up with. So I've done uh, Sister Sister, Moesha, Girlfriend. And I'm doing a series recap of The Wire. Um, I just got through with season three, and that'll be up on my channel next week. Uh, coming up on uh, Tuesday. Um, yeah, Eastside Reviews. Um, hopefully, you know, check some stuff out. Audio ain't the best, but I feel that I have a little bit of personality and I give my thoughts, you know, as, as honest as I can. And yeah, just, just stop by. You know, I have some fun. I'm enjoying going through some movies and I'm, I'm judging Disney just harshly because it's a lot of, tra- <laughs> it's a lot of trash that I've, that I've gotten through with Disney so far. Yeah. Like I said, Cinderella, Lady in the Trap, and Fantasia for the visuals. But yeah, uh, sad reviews. <laughs> and I also do articles. I also you know do movie reviews on a website by the name of True Hollywood T. Um, I've done some reviews on some Netflix films. Uh, Love Guaranteed is my latest one, as well as another one, Project Power, starring Jamie Foxx. So uh, yeah, Netflix has been helpful in that endeavor. Um, and I've also you know just doing some stories about TV and movies. But yeah. That's about Perfect. everything that I that I have going on, and also uh, follow me on the social medias, Jamel seven twenty seven on the Twitter, the Instagram. Add me on LinkedIn if you got a job for me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Perfect. We'll have those in the description, guys. Uh, his YouTube channel, his website, and that way you can check him out directly by listening to this podcast episode. Um, thank you once again for joining us on this episode of going off topic, listeners. And I hope you have a wonderful morning, day, evening, afternoon, or end of time pandemic going on. I, I don't know. Just thank, thank you for stopping by. We really appreciate it. Buongiorno. See, that's that French I was talking about. Yeah, there you go. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, listeners. Thank you again for checking out this new episode of the Going Off Topic podcast. 
If you like this episode or hearing our lovely voices, go ahead and give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or a positive review on all our podcasting platforms, which now includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. For more information or updates about the channel, go ahead and check us out on Facebook or Instagram. Chris and I want to thank you again for listening to us going off topic. We hope to see you again on the next episode. See you around, listeners. I want to ask, uh, do you guys remember the before, you know, everything shut down? What was the last yeah. movie that you went to the to that you actually went to the theaters to see? Parasite. Ooh. I saw Parasite in theaters. Uh, I, the the South Korean film that won Best Picture last year. Um, Woodland Mall was showing it um, like back like in like early or to mid early to mid February before the Oscars happened, and um, I saw it there, and that was and barely anybody was in the theater, <laughs> as those movies would basically not be packed i think mine was uh rise of skywalker was it wow. yeah yeah i i don't get to the movies much i've become i've become much more of a tv show guy like I, yeah i may not uh, go to the newest movie that's uh you know hit the scene but man any new hit show i'm all over like yeah mm-hmm. i that's kind of just become my thing. I, you know, and I've said it a couple of times on here. It's because I, I love the TV show format of getting more time to tell stories and more time to develop characters. And yeah, that's why I like, I've really become more of a TV show guy than a movie guy. But that's the thing for big movies. I still, I still show up. Mm-hmm. You said Woodland Mall. Didn't that, didn't Woodland Mall close? It did a little bit during the pandemic, but I think they're opened again. Um, I I could be wrong. I haven't been there since I saw Parasite. <laughs> a little nostalgic. Um, not you know, I kind of miss. That's one of those things I kind of miss being in Grand Rapids. I miss going to uh, Rivertown and then going to to Woodland yeah. to go see the cheaper movies. It's um, but yeah. I think the last movie that that I saw was either and I I think it was either Sonic the Hedgehog or. The Invisible Man, and it's like those are two very different movies. Yeah, um, and I know I've been, I've seen both in theaters. It's just like which one did I see first? Yeah, it it, it kind of. I think weren't they the same weekend? Actually, it might have been. Ah oh, man, I think so. It, it's just been quarantine and this pandemic has just ruined the concept of time because it's like yes. yeah. I don't know what's. I don't know when things happen. I don't know. Uh, it, it's just it's just so confusing like these like this summer has just been a blur like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what month it is it's confusing <laughs> <laughs>